Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. Let's talk zombies for a second. Is that okay? Yeah, sure. Mike, you and I live in North Texas. You know what that makes us? Very sweaty for most of the year. Well, yes, but it also means we're among the most prepared people in the country for the zombie apocalypse. That's good to know. Please explain. Well, in a ranking of the 200 largest U.S. cities, Dallas came in 17th and Fort Worth was 28th when it comes to the safest places to be. The, quote, study by the website Lawn Love used factors like vulnerability, hideouts, supplies, protection, and mobility to come up with its rankings. 17th out of 200 right here in Dallas. Brother, if that doesn't make the Chamber of Commerce brochure, nothing will. How else are you going to attract people to move here from across the country? (laughs) Another city in Texas, Houston, ranked number one on the list. Miramar, Florida was number 200. The worst prepared bigger city that you think of would have been Detroit at 194. As one of our producers, Chris Blake, I'm Mike Rogers, and this is Something Offbeat. This week, I spoke with Matt Thomas, who I worked with here at KRLD in Dallas before he moved to Houston. Apparently, he knew something the rest of us didn't. Is this ranking a source of civic pride in Houston? Well, sure. Why not? You know, it's good to be number one. And Zach Clark, host of the Daily J podcast at WWJ in Detroit. You're wearing a, a Lions sweatshirt. No yes. one has gone through tougher times than Lions fans. Yeah, it's like watching zombie football for decades on end. Absolutely. They looked at 200 cities in Houston. Number one overall in the event of a zombie apocalypse. You know, since you sent me this article, I've spent an embarrassingly long time thinking about why Houston would be number one uh, to survive a zombie apocalypse. And my takeaways are that uh, we have a lot of sporting goods stores and a lot of good ways to get the hell out of here. Let's take those one at a time. The sporting goods stores. This is guns and ammo, isn't it? Right. So this would be your we've got a lot of mom and pop. A variety of that kind of thing. So uh, I think I saw something like 60 or 80 different ammo stores that you can go to here that are, you know, sprinkled all throughout the city. So it's all about access, I guess, when you're uh, when you're in a bind trying to fight off zombies. Texas did quite well in this overall. Houston was number one, but I know San Antonio was up there. Dallas did well. Austin. So, you know, when, when it comes to guns, we, we've got that covered. And but then I saw Houston was number two overall in supplies. This is like hardware, groceries. I mean, I, I've never noticed that when I've been down there. You know, there are a lot of grocery stores down here. And I know that there are a ton of grocery stores in Dallas, too. But a lot of different varieties of grocery stores in different neighborhoods and and uh, grocery stores that do sell more than just 
food. So, uh, you know, it stands to reason that, uh, you know, w- with the with the number of stores that we have down here that, uh, you know, you could just pop in, pop out and get what you need and and uh, and go on with it. So um, but, yeah, I, it was kind of surprising. Detroit, meanwhile, ranked 140th when it comes to supplies. Is there a shortage of grocery stores, hardware stores there? Yeah, Detroit is in what you would call a food desert where there are very few grocery stores. And, you know, for many years there were no large national chains or regional chains in this city either. That's starting to change a little bit. But, no, Detroit has very few grocery stores. The mobility one was interesting because Detroit's notoriously terrible for public transportation, which means more people have cars here than they should. Now, in Detroit, it's a little different when you look at the socioeconomic standing. But again, no public transportation means that more people are driving. So I would think you might be able to find a car more likely here than you would anywhere else. You know, I drove through Detroit once in a Volvo and I got a lot of dirty looks. I bet you did. (laughs) You also came in 162, number 162 out of 200 in protection. Now, this is like guns and gun stores. We did real well amazingly enough, down here in Texas in that category. You guys, not so much. Yeah, you know, I wasn't surprised to see the 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 Houstons and the Dallases and the Austins and the San Antonios near the top of that list. But, you know, people talk often that there's a very harsh stereotype about Detroit and, and gun violence. So, I mean, if, if we're going to work off that stereotype, this would be fine. And maybe that lets you know that that stereotype isn't exactly fair. Chris, how confident are you in your ability to survive a zombie apocalypse? If I'm being honest with myself, not very. I'm pretty self-aware, and I've seen the zombie movies. I'm not well-equipped to survive very long in that apocalyptic world. I think my best chance would probably be to hide out or outsmart them, something like that. What about you? Yeah, you're right. Outsmarting them is, is the key. But at the end of the day, I think it depends on what kind of zombies we're talking about. If they're the slow... Walking dead zombies, you know, with their arms out and not real smart. I think I'd be okay. But if we're talking about the fast, the smart, the vicious zombies that can climb buildings like in I Am Legend, I think I'd be screwed. Yeah, the ones that can go from one side of the room to the other in the blink of an eye. Exactly. Those. I don't want any part of those. I don't think I would either. But let's move on to the next ranking category, and that would be mobility. Houston also ranked fourth in mobility. Uh, This surprised Matt because the uh, Bayou City has some famously congested highways. If the zombie apocalypse starts, you don't want to be sitting on I-45 at any time of day. Uh, But what I thought was really interesting and had no idea is we scored high for the number of helipads that we have. So maybe Jerry could come down and help us out and, and, you know, get us evacuated out of here with his helicopter. Of course, the Jerry Matt referenced is Dallas Cowboys owner Jerry Jones. One of my other favorite parts of the article was the bunker aspect of it. So we don't have basements and you guys really don't have them up there either. So and there was a part of the article that said that really wanted to point out that Laredo is the worst place uh, in our survey uh, for bunkers and hideouts because approximately zero percent of the area has basements. <laughs> None, not a single basement in all of Laredo. Zilch. 
but uh but you know we do have we've got tunnels underneath the downtown buildings just like they do in dallas and uh but you know thinking about that i, I don't really know that i'd want to be down there either if that was going on one of the reasons detroit did so poorly it says on here uh you are dead last in the number of hideouts now why isn't there anywhere to hide in detroit you know, I thought that was interesting, and I don't want to get too into the weeds here, but Detroit's mayor has this saying called blight to beauty. Detroit, for many, many years, had a big problem with abandoned houses, thousands and thousands of abandoned houses, and many of those have been torn down. They've been raised. And so I do think that's interesting that, you know, if this was 10 years ago, you'd have had your pick of tens of thousands of houses that are just sitting there that you could maybe hunker down in for a few years. But a lot of those are gone. And a lot of Detroit's buildings either sadly did not survive or have been rehabbed. So Detroit used to be this like mecca of what they call ruin porn, where it was just destruction on top of itself. And then you'd have had a a great time hiding. Michigan Central Station is this huge building in Detroit, used to be completely abandoned, now gorgeous. So I do think there's something to be said about Detroit having fewer abandoned spots than it would have when it was struggling more than it is now. I mean, because now it's going through a renaissance. The shortage of hideouts may be an indication that things are improving there. I think that's exactly right. I mean, if you are in a place that does well in the zombie apocalypse, what does that say about everyday life? I don't know. Where would you hide out? In, in, in Detroit, where would you go? Okay, so if I have to stay in the city, I'm going to historic Fort Wayne. There is a, a fort that's about 200 years old on the Detroit River. It's no longer in use, obviously, but it's been maintained and they use it for events, and this time of year they use it for haunts. But it's this huge fortress, and it backs up to the Detroit River. So if things get super squirrely, you know, maybe you can press your luck against the current and see what happens. Okay, now that's a good point, and I wanted to mention this because, I mean, my theory is, you know, in all the zombie shows and movies that I've ever seen, they never swim. Like, they don't like water. And you guys have a lot of water around you, so I think you'd do better just because of that. Yeah, you know, now that you've said that, maybe I'd go to a place like Belle Isle. Detroit's got this gem of an island. It's in between uh, Detroit and Windsor, you know, in the river. And there's a bridge, but again, it gives you access to the water. And my other theory is, at least getting into the water, maybe in Canada, the zombies are friendlier. We all know how nice Canadians are. So my thought is, if you make it across the bridge or through the tunnel, you know, maybe you run into nicer zombies. They're very polite zombies in Canada. Yes. They would never harm you. They'd thank you for being there. If the apocalypse were taking place right now down there in Houston, where would you be headed? Probably either into the Gulf of Mexico on a on some vessel. Uh, sounds like a pretty good idea. Or again, trying to come up with some like uh, you know creative idea. Uh, uh, I, I really now that I've read this, I, I'm I'm going to I'm going to meet and and befriend someone with access to a helicopter. You mentioned, though, headed out into the Gulf. And this is my theory, that zombies don't do well with water. They can't exactly. swim, right? Right. So would you find an island somewhere or a boat, even better, a well-stocked boat? And and you guys, you're right on the water in Houston. That's right. Hightail it to Padre, you know, uh, or, or Galveston. But, you know, which is funny because, you know, we always think about when you're trying to get out of Houston, you're usually thinking about a hurricane. And, you know, Galveston's the last place you want to be. But, uh, you know, I think everybody would be probably headed the other direction if uh, if we if we had a zombie apocalypse to deal with. Before you saw this study or even now, where in in the country or where in the world would you want to be if this happened? It doesn't have to just be Detroit. Where in the world would it be? 
That's a great question. I think based on what you said earlier, I agree. It would have to be some kind of desolate island that you would have had to swim to or take some one-off raft to because you're right. Now that I think about it, in The Walking Dead or any of those movies, you know, uh, 28 Days Later, I've never seen any of them swim. So I think you're right in that water is the key to survival. So maybe some, you know, island in the Pacific in the middle of absolutely nowhere. And then on the plus side, you can enjoy yourself in a little tropical paradise. Or a very well-stocked boat, a big boat with lots of supplies on it. Oh, that's a good call. Can we find ourselves like an about-to-leave cruise ship that you could commandeer and leave in the middle of the ocean? And you'd be good for quite a while. Water slides and stuff? Great. Tell me this one last thing. If, if it was outside of Houston, if you could just snap your fingers and be anywhere in the world, if the zombie apocalypse was taking place, where would you be? Ooh, that is a good question. Vegas? Probably so. Yeah. Why not? What a way to go. You know, Go out in style. <laughs> I'm Mike Rogers. Thanks for listening to Something Offbeat. This episode written and produced by Lauren Barry and Chris Blake. Audio editing by Chris Blake. Original music by Myron Kaplan. And editorial support from Cooper Mall. Now to keep listening, please subscribe to us in the Odyssey app, Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcasts. And if you have your own offbeat story you think we should cover, let us know about it. Send it to us at somethingoffbeat at odyssey. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y dot com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.